Who can say what magic alchemy occurs when a phrase makes its way into your family's commonly used jargon? Let's get rousted around here. That's what my dad said all the time. It means hang on while I get ready. But I used it in a text with my brother's buddy this past summer. He had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Quite possibly my favorite of these specific Dorta colloquialisms was gifted to us by an unlikely source. Polly Shore. To this day, when we're about to eat a good meal, one of us has to say, Let's munch on some grandage, buddy. Welcome to My Dad, I'm Dad, a podcast for anyone who's ever loved and lost, or really anything in between. My name is Doug. Maxine really couldn't wait to try the food her mom and I were eating. She has these insanely expressive eyebrows, and they got to furrowing during one dinner so we knew it was time. Solid foods were imminent, lest we endure another meal of judgment. Now, however you go about that process is great. It's going to be a hot mess regardless. But we went with the baby-led weaning approach. That idea stems from the likelihood that babies can eat what their parents eat, provided it's prepared correctly. In short, rather than a pureed carrot, a little tyke might chomp on a roasted carrot. Baby gums are strong as hell, by the way. You'd be surprised what they can handle. Anyway, it made sense to me. I mean, I doubt babies in the 1500s were presented with a chicken blueberry smoothie, so why not give it a shot? And this worked for us. Mostly. Still does. I was over the damn moon the first time Max gobbled up a piece of chicken I made for her. And you should see her get after a piece of steak. Calls to mind scenes of an American werewolf in Paris. I don't know if there will ever come a time where we aren't jazzed to watch her try and enjoy a new food. A quick note, though. Some babies apparently love spicy food. Maxine is not one of those. We gave her a piece of broccoli once with some red pepper flake on it. A few moments went by, and she happily chewed. Then she slammed both her hands onto her tray and went, Arr! We felt terrible, but we had to give it a shot, you know? It's been nothing short of extraordinary to watch my daughter develop a relationship with food. And almost right away, you can see there are some foods that just sing to her. And some that must sing a damn symphony. I can't imagine why she'd coat her whole head and body with them otherwise. I don't know if there are hair follicle benefits to yogurt soaks, but if there are, this kid, she's going to reap them. And more than her love of the food itself, I'm completely enamored by how much she engages with food preparation. If you're making a meal, she wants to be right there. She observes, then checks to make sure the seasoning game is on point. No one wants a bland vegetable. You know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. For the Dordas, the kitchen is the bivouac of tradition. Dad and Mom both loved to cook, and I was the extremely happy beneficiary of their efforts. Now, Dad could get down on something as simple as a microwaved salami sandwich, but he always connected food to experiences. This was no mere salami sandwich. It was a portal to another time. You could see him feeling the comfort of those moments in his life when he tucked in, 
so most food made in the house wasn't just a dish. It was a plate of memory served with a side of story that you could wash down with an ice-cold glass of how the hell did those flavors go together so well. But what good is a memory? Reminiscing if you don't share it with someone. Well, that's no good at all. You have to pass it down to a trusted source if you want to be certain the impact of a thing will be impressed on future generations. Therein lies the cool thing about cooking. Instead of passing the torch, we get to lend the pan, hand over a spare apron, and guide someone to whip up the nostalgia du jour. Dad cooked so often that I tried my hand at taking the wheel when I was ten. Figured he and Ma could use a night off. I boiled some noodles, warmed a can of pasta sauce, and plated it as best I could. Towel over the arm, I waited for him to get home like a mini mater d. Dad came in the house, work clothes on, hands still smelling of engine oil, and he took in the sight. I know he wasn't hungry. I know he wanted to change and shower. But he washed his hands and sat down for a serving of wildly basic spaghetti. He may have been tired and dirty, but I could see it in his eyes. Time for Dougie to pick up the tongs. I didn't precisely wow with my culinary exploits right out of the gate. In fact, I turned some prize cuts of steak into little more than beef jerky with a form and grill that every family just had to have back then. I admit, though, as jerky goes, it did have beautiful grilling lines. I burned some shit, I overseasoned some shit, and I definitely forgot to listen to instructions a time or two. I also took the term nonstick quite literally. You ever spot weld eggs to a pan? That's fun to clean up. Slowly and surely, Dad gave me peeks behind the veil, and I started to understand that food provided more than just nourishment. The pierogi were just like he had as a boy, or the cantaloupe and vanilla ice cream reminded him of a specific time, or the mashed potatoes had to be the way Nana made them. And don't get me started on the Rice Krispie dessert my mom is famous for. Those memories, the history associated with them, were being baked into me as I learned to bake potatoes. Like any dad of the 90s, though, the grill was dad's domain, and I had proved myself worthy of entry into the sanctum of flame. I began my tutelage as his assistant. Dad spent countless hours with me out in that garage, blasting tunes, booming with laughter, teaching me the finer points of grilling technique and creating a space for us to share our lives with one another, all clad in his signature grilling duds. A beat-up white t-shirt, tongs in one hand, and a Molson ice in the other. I don't know exactly when it happened. But eventually, our roles around the grill inverted. As I grew and matured, I developed my own grilling methods so Dad assisted me and listened while I spun a yarn. There came a time where Dad preferred me to prepare his favorite foods on the grill, and I was more than happy to do it. Makes me think of that line in Men in Black. He wasn't training a partner. He was training a replacement. And hey, he earned it. Saddle up, Pop. Let me fix you something special. When I'm in the kitchen, near the grill, in the grocery store, 
I'm surrounded by reminders of Dad. Old Bay seasoning? <laughs> There's a novel worth of memory in every single container. And guess what? I get to share all that with my daughter now. How awesome is that? She's already enjoying food. But someday soon she'll know. Her Jaja liked his chicken the exact way she likes hers. So buckle up, kiddo. We've got some memories to make. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of My Dad, I'm Dad. Follow along for more episodes weekly as I reminisce, reflect, and attempt to blend the past into a hopeful future. If you got any comments or any stories you'd like to share, please do so. You can contact me at mdidpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram at mdidpod. A huge thanks to Andy Bird for the use of the music in the show, as always. For this week's Wally Wisdom, I'm going to share Dad's secret ingredient with you. It was the same ingredient for almost every dish. Not normal, but robusto Italian dressing. Making skillet potatoes? Robusto. Chicken? Robusto. Tacos. Tacos? Yep, tacos. Robusto. Wild thing is, it always worked. So here's a gift from Dad to you, dear listener. Get out your pad of paper and pencil. You will need portobello mushroom caps of any size. Robusto Italian dressing. An Italian five-cheese blend of shredded cheese. My own take on this recipe involves a lightly oiled cast-iron skillet on the grill, but you can use a baking sheet on the grill or in the oven. Do you! Either way, oven or grill, 400 degrees will do the trick. Wash and destem the mushroom caps. Place them cap down on the cooking surface of your choosing and pop that on your heat source for roughly five minutes or until the underside of the cap starts to release moisture. Now shake the ever-loving hell out of your Robusto and squeeze some into each mushroom cap. Close the lid and allow to cook for another few minutes. Now, place a heaping helping of the cheese blend into each cap and close the lid. When the cheese fully melts and begins to brown, remove from the heat, allow to cool, and serve. There you have it. A way to bring my dad to your table. Of course, he'd just be thrilled for you to make anything that matters to you. Salami sandwich, anyone? I'll see you next time, folks. <laughs>